What's going on, everybody? Kirk Morris here with Paddle Down Podcast, Episode 6. Yeah. If you're an Oilers fan, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> so that kind of a first question to everybody that's listening to this. Are you frustrated yet? I'm not so frustrated at the goaltending when it comes to Edmonton as it is with the defense. You see how they played there under Woodcroft last year when he took over. They would literally run through a wall. Now, <laughs> now it's pretty much the same. You know, same old, same old, uh, uh, you know, we'll just lollygag on the ice and, oh, and then we'll, I, I shouldn't be too harsh, actually. They actually played a decent game here. Once again, the good old uh, defense there, Tyson Berry, <laughs> for one. I talked about this with, uh, with the host of our Oilers Live, the godfather of heavy hockey, Mr. Michael Hebert on his show. Tyson Berry. Wow. That's all I got to say is wow. You missed assignments there versus New Jersey. And he missed assignments tonight, uh, tonight versus the Islanders. So you got to wonder what they're, what they're thinking out there. Like, and the same thing with Evan Bouchard. Like, he's not doing the goaltenders any favors. I get the deflected goal, the, the second goal um, tonight there for for the Islanders. <laughs> it, plays like that are going to happen, whether you like it or not. But, yeah, just it's really, really frustrating. I, I, I've preached this before on this podcast. You can have the best goaltenders in the world, and most of them, like like a an Andre Vasilevsky or Darcy Kemper to a point there last year, like he he would play on a heater. But <laughs> those goaltenders are are supported heavily by good defense. It's all about the defensive structure in front of the goaltender, whether you're clearing out lanes whether you're making, you know, or blocking shots, either or, or both. Really good teams do both. They communicate with the goaltender. And you got two brand new goaltenders for the Oilers here this year. Stuart Skinner, for the most part, has played pretty darn good. He had a, he had a couple of hiccups there versus Jersey there on Monday night. That's to be expected because he's a he's a rookie goaltender, and from what I've I heard there from the local media there, especially Ryan Rashog there of TSN, he's uh, he he said there like the people in in Bakersfield gave him the the lowdown on on what uh, Skinner does for for puck movement there, and they all said the same thing there. He's a bit of a riverboat gambler when it comes to clearing pucks out of their own end. So, are our Oilers fans missing Mike Smith right now? Because not only could he pass the puck up and relieve the defenders when needed to, but just the overall, you know, being that hype man, 
or given, you know, that veteran presence in the room. Because right now the entire team looks lost. I, I hate to say it. And game, like once again versus the Islanders, I'm not, I'm not knocking the team. They, they played well in the third, but chasing the game once again. It's just so frustrating to see. They they peppered the crap out of Sorokin. And hats off to Ilya Sorokin for a 50-save uh, shutout win for the Islanders. And they literally did pepper the, the heck out of them there on the third, especially in the last five minutes there. Lord Murphy. Huh. But <laughs> people are getting frustrated. I, I'm, I'm frustrated myself as a fan, but... <laughs> you got to wonder, you know, <laughs> at times what they're really thinking out there. And Toronto slayed the dragon there tonight versus Jersey. Ended New Jersey's 13 game winning streak. Vitek Vanacek was actually human tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh boy. Seeing the seeing the highlight pack, they're like New Jersey had brain farts with the goals given up against them. Like they they faltered defensively right in front of Vanacek. Point blank giveaway there, and, and Mitch Marr just feeds it out to John Tavares. Bingo, bango in the net. At least I think I think it was Tavares that scored. I'm pretty darn sure. I, yeah, it was Tavares that scored one of the goal scores there. Anyways, I forget the other one, but. But yeah, like the <laughs> hats off to New Jersey. They've played exceptionally well in front of their goaltenders, where it's Mackenzie Blackwood, Vitek Vanacek, or, or even Akira Schmid. Yeah, they've had really, really good defensive habits. Same thing with the Boston Bruins. They 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 got beaten there tonight there uh, versus Florida, 5-2. They were on a eight-game heater there as well. Like, they've been supported defensively. Once again, I can't stress this enough. For the for the people out there who figure that the goaltending coaches there are, are, are to blame first off, especially in Edmonton, <laughs> like, look, take a look at your defense. I also talked about this with uh, Mike Lee Bear last night on Oilers Live. You know, is it a personnel issue? You know, is Jay Woodcroft and, and Dave Manson to blame for these def- defensive gaffes, especially in our own end, let alone the new, neutral zone forechecking? Because it just seems like it's hot and cold. Jekyll and Hyde. They'll have a great game, and then they'll just, they'll, the next one, they'll just toss up pieces, pizzas up the, up the middle, you know, great big old meatballs and. Oh look at there! It's the pucks in the back of the net. <laughs> Anyways, I've talked enough about the others. Am I pissed off? Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> Just frustrated and disappointed. That's that's too good. Too good words to describe the Amazon Oilers at the at the American Thanksgiving mark of the 2022-2023 season. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long, long season. I think again. And who knows? It's not the end of the world. If if your team is, you know, struggling, you can take a look at the Calgary Flames. They're not doing too shit hot either. Markstrom's been half halfway decent. 
even their backup there, Daniel Vladar, like they've he he's provided enough good goaltending to get him by. It's just the once again, defensive gaps in front of the goaltender. It's pretty apparent. Then you look off the east there, even in the Metropolitan, you take a look at a team like Carolina, Peter Kachekov or Kochikov or however you pronounce his last name. He signed a four-year deal, $2 million per. If you're an Edmonton Oilers fan, do you do the same thing with Stuart Skinner right here, right now? You know, lock him in before he really turns up the heat and then you have to pay the guy more? Or do you hold out and, and wait? One other thing about the others I want to add here, like Jack Hamill's performance tonight was was pretty damn good. Even that, that third goal there where he lost track of the, the puck going over his glove, you can't blame him for that. Evan Bouchard screened him, gave him about a split second to track the puck. Anybody in that net would uh, would have had trouble making that save, let alone let it in. But once again, talking about Jack Campbell. <laughs> in the game before there, he got hit in the nose, got a broken nose via deflected puck. I think Dougie Hamilton deflected the puck into the other's bench. <laughs> yeah, talk about a rough season. <laughs> Anyways. You take a look at the stats via money puck there, like... The goaltending is just absolutely ridiculous when it comes to, to goal saves expected. Like, you take a look. Hang on a sec here. I got to punch it up. Like, Thatcher Demko, uh, Jack Campbell, fifth worst in the league. Mind you, this is before tonight's game. But he still let in three goals. Excuse me. And then you go for the best. Carter Hart's number one. Shocking. Connor Helbick, there of the Winnipeg Jets, number two. 11.3. Goals is saved above expected. Karel Vimalka. Speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes... He shut him. He shut the Hurricanes out there tonight. Arizona won for nothing. And apparently Kachekov there or Kochikov uh, made a save. That was unbelievable. Uh, on Dustin Boyd, I do believe. I haven't seen the highlight pack of that yet, but man, man, oh man! When the when he played against the Hurricane or when uh, Kachekov played against the the Oilers, there that old fashioned poke check. <laughs> you don't see that very often. And I heard I heard a comment there. I don't know if it was on broadcast or if it was on uh if it was on the radio there on TSN. You know, most goaltending coaches have fits nowadays when a goaltender poke checks like the way Kachekov did. <laughs> Man, bring that back. You get you get players coming in on, you know, coming in hot. And nobody, nobody poke checks anymore. Like, are you afraid of losing your stick? So you can't play without your stick. If I was a goaltending coach, I would train goaltenders to play without their stick. And then you don't have that oh shit moment once you lose it. 
that's how you that's how you seal up your five hole. That's and when you're in the butterfly, that's how you see it. Like that's that's how you play. Makes your trucking tracking the puck even better. It's just my opinion. I'm not an, I'm not an expert or anything. I'm just a fan of goaltending. But yeah, it's just been. Uh, when I saw that, I just instantly thought of Dominic Hasek. Which kind of goes into my segue of my next uh, <laughs> my next little uh, bullet point here. It had been about six weeks ago. I follow a few uh, a few goaltending accounts on Instagram, and this this kid barely out of high school. I'm not going to name his name. I'm not going to out him because he's just a kid. <laughs> he turned around and he said. Dominic Hasek was one of the most overrated goaltenders of all time in the NHL. And I had to, I had to take a step back. I was going to reply back to the kid, but I, I just, I kept my mouth shut and I just said, you know what? <laughs> you obviously didn't see him play because man, oh man, I wrote, I wrote an old blog article on my original blog, it was called Wrecked Hockey, and I, I I wrote a lengthy article about Patrick Waugh and how he was the best goal, goalie of all time. And then I take take a look at uh, I take a look at Hashik's stats, and they were ridiculous. You want to talk about a goaltender that carried a team. <laughs> like those Buffalo Sabres teams that he carried. Like, holy smokes. Unbelievable. Like, just to the point of where, <laughs> well, they almost won the Cup in 99. And that's another thing I'm not going to get into about goaltender interference and whatnot. Fuck. <laughs> Wowzers. But anyways. That that that's a topic for another for another show. <coughs> Excuse me, and I'm just gonna f- you know field the question out there to to everybody that's listening. What who would be you know a solid candidate for most overrated goaltender of all time for the NHL? I'm not saying like minor league or or junior for the NHL. Mine's still Rick DiPietro. Mind you, he was hampered by injuries, has career ended by injuries, but he never really moved the needle. Like he, he was picked number one overall. That was a gaffe by Mick, Mick, Mike Milbury. But I, I number one for me is Rick DiPietro. It's not even close. <laughs> Nowhere in the neighborhood or the universe next to Dominic Hasek. Yeah. Wish I had a an email address there. Get get it. I do have an email address. It's camerates1 at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up. Worst goaltender, or most overrated goaltender of all time. I won't read your names. I'll just I'll just read the names of people that suggested. <laughs> 
or goaltenders that was suggested. Pardon me. But yeah, we're right at that that Mendoza line of American Thanksgiving. There hasn't been very much parity in the league for teams like Calgary, like Edmonton, where you just <laughs> you wonder what went wrong. Just brain fart after brain fart and teams aren't the same from the last year's playoffs. Like I thought Calgary was going to go pretty much all the way last year and they got stopped by the Oilers, got robbed. Well, they didn't get robbed. They got, they got, they got worked. They got sent to the woodshed. And then you face a team like Colorado. Colorado's actually, they're doing pretty darn good now after a very, very, subpar start you take a look at Georgiev and <laughs> take a look at Franco's same thing like they've well mind you Franco's has been in the the Avs the Avs franchise there for a bit but can't stay healthy yeah you just gotta wonder you know it's it baffles the heck out of me <laughs> it really does and then you take team, take a look at teams where they've come back down to earth, like Philadelphia. Mind you, Carhartt's stats are still freaking spectacular. And the same thing there with, uh, whatchamacallit, Buffalo. Sorry, I had to think there for a second. <coughs> but yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo's not doing too shit hot. They... Uh, they, they got out of their funk there, that eight-game losing streak there against Montreal last night. Yeah, just, just but, you know, team's still finding their way. Then you got a team like, like Edmonton that are just playing subpar, that don't care. But anyways, I'm going to let you guys go. This is just a quick little pod. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out heavyhockey.com. There's lots of material up there being written as we speak. Ryan Lotzberg, Eric Friesen, and myself, Kirk Morris. I have been rained all that much, but and check out all the shows. Oilers Live every Tuesday at 9 o'clock Mountain. Uh, be sure to check out Straight Off the Pipe as well with Dash and Durs. And last but not least, check out Tough Call Podcast, hosted by Josh Bolton. Really, really good stuff. I didn't like his viewpoint on the Edler knee <laughs> on, on McDavid, but he's a pretty pretty sharp cat when it comes to when it comes to you know handling ha- handling or handing out, pardon me, handing out uh, infractions via, you know, if he, if he was uh, the director of player safety for the AHL. Be sure to check out World Hockey Report. I think Cody Jansen, uh, the, the, the main dude there at World Hockey, he does a show every Wednesday at noon, a live stream. Be sure to check out... Everybody on Twitter at Heavy Hockey Net at Heavy Hockey dot yeah. Let me try that again at Heavy Hockey Net. 
You can check my tweets out at CamRates1, at Oilers Live, at Mike Dursa, at Lots Rye, at Jeff Aide 780 Jeff is a Buffalo Sabres fan. He's putting up content for, for all the Sabres fans out there. At Dash in the Park. Gosh, I'm, I'm missing. Oh yeah, and the new the new cat on the on the team here. Got to give a quick shout out there to to Ragu, Ra, Rahu. I, I I'm terrible at names. I'm sorry, but I am absolutely horrendous. I'm <laughs> Ragu Sharma. He is a uh, an Oilers fan in Edmonton, enemy enemy territory there in Calgary. At Raj Bauer. So, yeah. Thanks again for checking us out. Oh, yeah. And by the way, World Hockey Report, World Hockey RPT on Twitter. And check out the, check out all their, their content too, man. Like, it's, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome stuff. What we got going on. Till next time. My name's Kirk Morris. It's been a pal down podcast. Not really too much goaltending here to talk about here today, but the next episode, I'm going to talk about best goalie masks of all time. Well, like I said, hit me up on Twitter or at my email at at camrates one on Twitter, camrates one at gmail.com. Give me your suggestions for the best goalie masks of all time. Like if it's a uh, Jerry Cheevers or or something simple like the the Patrick Waugh, the hab symbol right on top of the head or on top of the mask, real simple. Or Kippersoff, that's one of my favorites, personal favorites. Uh, Mika Kippersoff's uh, the, the Flaming Sea Dragon. Yeah, going to be good. Uh, hopefully it's going to be good. Thanks again for checking this out, everybody. We'll see you next time.